Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of Shared Diversity. Today we are talking about business, branding and womanhood. Before you jump into this episode, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on Shared Diversity Podcast. Today I want to talk about a topic that is super relevant for everyone who wants to grow their network but they still want to keep their modesty. And it's it's actually a topic that I like to talk about because I never see any content on it online. That's just my mantra. If you don't see anything out there that you'd like to have, create it yourself. So here we go. Here is the backstory actually of why I'm talking about this today. A lot of times I've been asked how I behave in situations where I want to establish business relationships or connect to other creators to collaborate or gain contact to business leaders. And you will hear me saying this in the beginning of this episode. You gotta grab one book that will change the way you interact with people. Disclaimer. This book has the most horrible title in the world. While it's still one of the most sold books in the world. Actually, the first time I got aware of this was in seventh grade. When, um, you know, my brother was reading it. And, and, and I saw him reading it. And you bet me I mocked him. I have must been the worst little sister you can imagine. This book is really a book that I review yearly to remind myself how to build long-lasting relationships of any kind. And let's reveal it now. The book is, and I still have the crappy old version from 7th grade, called How to Make Friends and Influence People. And yes, before you say, I don't need friends or manipulate people, I never said that. And by the way, it says influence and not manipulate. So calm down. But I really had the same reaction in the beginning. It's been a book that surprised me in every single way. One, because it has stories from multiple historic people in it. From Dale Carnegie, who up to today's terms would be worth $600 billion. To Theodore Roosevelt and Stevie Wonder. And you have to understand the book is from 1937. But it has been updated regularly. It basically shows you very diverse business situations. In which great leaders connected to people. And here are some of the techniques you can apply to your life. Life, mixed with some personal accounts of my female Muslim 21st century experience. I have exactly one, two, three, four, five. I have five tips for you. This podcast is just immensely relevant. So make sure to like write it down. If you share it with anyone who would like to network more, but they are always unsure how to connect to people while keeping their modesty. So like just stay tuned. It's really one of my favorite episodes, to be honest. First tip. Be genuinely interested. What does this mean, genuinely? Well, I can tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean acting fake and asking questions only to be able to answer it yourself. Like, what business are you in? Because, you know, I'm running this company that is doing blah, blah, blah. Or asking, so how was your last job? Because mine was horrendous. Can't believe I took so long to decide to leave, blah, 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 blah. Nope. It's not talking about yourself. It's about asking people questions that they wouldn't expect from you. Questions that are purely about them, but that are still relevant to a professional interaction. Like, for example, why did you navigate into this job? What was your experience in this field until now? How did you even come up with this business idea? Are you struggling with this issue that is reasonably relevant in your industry? Or where would you like to transition into and why? I can see you are very passionate about X and Y. What do you think drew you to doing this particular project? What inspired you to come up with this business? 
Ask questions that they usually don't expect people to ask. And be curious about what viewpoints they have on things. It doesn't matter if it really is your goal to speak about this particular topic. But trust me, if you show genuine interest in people, they will show genuine interest in you. Second tip, compliment. Being human, we have several blessings and several imperfections we face in our daily lives. One of them is our ego. Yes, our ego, our nafs. We just love to expand our egos, especially to others that we meet for the first time. Being human, we must learn how to take advantage of our knowledge. The knowledge being one, that we are all most interested in talking about ourselves. So how can we invert this knowledge? How can we reverse engineer this understanding for the purpose of networking? We think about how we can make others talk about themselves. How can we make them expand their egos and not even let them do it, but encourage it? Compliments. The answer is compliments. And not the cheap ones like, oh, I love your shoes. Although that still works among us women. But try to dig deeper. Talk about the strengths of the person you meet. Admire their attitudes like confidence, positive energy, charisma. Ask them about what they love and what they've accomplished. For example, their business that you've obviously researched on. Or their sports. For example, you notice they completed a charity marathon. Mention that. Or a particular interesting interview of them in a newspaper. And don't only know the prestigious name of the publisher, but know what they talked about and mention it. Ask questions about it. Or for example, after a talk, you could point out how they made you think more critically. Or ask them about something that they said in detail so they can elaborate on what they know. Let them showcase their own accomplishments, strengths, and let them expand their egos. Give exclusive attention to the person you are speaking with. Third tip, have a positive attitude. Have a positive attitude. We all know we are struggling, especially in the West, in a lot of ways establishing our full selves into work. The business field is not built to support our identities as Muslims and further as women or people of color. I get it. We have a lot to fight against as we go on and pursue our career. But do you really think people enjoy hearing your struggles all day? I mean, yes, they need to know what it's like in your skin. We have to raise awareness for the backlash and challenges we face regularly for things to change. But not in networking. Not if you want to create a professional connection to someone that can eventually be a part of your journey. Out of your struggle. That can eventually be part of your victory. Be positive. Answer in terms of challenges you face only when someone specifically asks you for it. But keep it short and most importantly, change the topic not to what holds you back, but what can bring you further. Talk about what you're aiming to achieve. Smile. Be light and bright. Don't you think other people have their own issues? They might have an annoying client, marriage problems or a sick mother. We all have our battles to win. Do you think this case, someone feels lighter and well about interacting with you if you remind them how bad you have it? Nope. So even if you don't feel like smiling, smile. The person in front of you might go through a major crisis. They need you to smile. Just like you need everyone around you to smile at you. Like a real, genuine smile. They need your positivity. To not only feel connected to you, but to always remember you. To always remember that you make them feel good. That you are the one lighting up stressful day or doubts. That you are the person they want to interact with to feel better and be visionary and inspired. People like people who are positive, who smile. A smile can change so much. 
You know what I mean? Be honest. You know how powerful it is. Practice an honest and authentic happiness. If you feel insecure, sad or stressed before you even enter a meeting, give yourself a fake smile. It is scientifically proven that the act of smiling releases endorphins, which gives you a feeling of joy and tricks your brain to eventually make you smile naturally. Try it in your next conversation. While the person in front of you is speaking about something that excites them or they find interesting, start smiling and maybe nodding just a little bit and see how the person transforms into a smiling bubble of joy because she feels you are genuinely interested in what she says. Of course, we need to talk about where and not to apply these rules. And now we're coming to the part networking with males. Sisters, I'm not telling you to avoid men 100%. It's almost impossible in our modern times, and especially when networking in a non-Muslim environment. These are really my own rules, and I know that many women out there have different ones, but these are the least I would like to give you on your way to have a thought about what kind of standards you'd like to set in your life. First, don't target them. Don't target males. What I mean with mixing or targeting them is don't seek them out of the crowd. Don't approach them yourself, especially not when they are around your age. It is different for men who might be old, let's say about 10 years older than your dad. Then you can actually aim to create a genuine mentor training relationship to them. But still, be aware to not apply the rules of smiling and complimenting to them too much. Yes, you can genuinely have a positive face like you would if you school your neighbor's daughter in algebra, for example. <laughs> But understand the way you smile to avoid any wrong signs. Two personal details. We'll come to this again in the next point, but for now, the only personal detail that you might want to bring into a conversation, if you, is that you have a husband. Don't push it into their face like, yes, so I have a husband and he's working in... No. Let it flow naturally. Like, currently I'm exploring new roles in Dubai as my husband and I will be relocating in January. That's really the only thing to reveal, else just change the topic. It's no one's business what's your personal status. Third, keep it short and professional. If you talk to a male, keep it short. Don't mumble on about personal experiences that you had. Don't reveal too much of your personal situation, where you live or what you do on a daily basis. If you want to keep it professional, imagine everything to be 100% professional. A rule of thumb would be, for example, speak the way you wanted a female employee to speak to your husband. Short, straightforward, no unnecessary storytelling and no loud laughter or excessive body expressions. Fourth, keep your distance. Literally, keep at least one meter between the male and you. You want to avoid, especially at events, that someone bumps into you and you get thrown at him, in a dramatic way of saying it, to be honest. You can bridge the physical distance by using your hands to talk, but don't come physically too close to the man. Fifth, timing. Don't ever reply in the evenings, unless it's an urgent email. If it's a text, wait until the next day. Reply in the morning and consider time differences. You don't want to be in their personal space, meaning communicate with them while they are at home, but always within office hours. And the last tip, no WhatsApp. Another rule, if possible, take their phone numbers if you can talk on the phone, but don't add them into your WhatsApp. Unless you have a pure work phone WhatsApp, then add the office hours in your description of your profile so they understand it functions like any other office device. You don't want them to feel like you are their friend. They can text whenever they want. Okay. Let's go away from networking with men and come back to my last tip. Be honest. A last rule I'd like you to engage with is your level of honesty. First, compromises. 
We know as Muslim women in the workplace, there's always a certain type of having to defend yourself within relations to co-workers or in networking situations. We were discussing this point in our How to Find a Mentor episode, but for now, circle this. Don't you ever think of compromising high standards for anyone in business? Don't you ever think of compromising high standards for anyone in business? What do I mean? Compromises on clothing, on working with borderline haram industries, on attending late night meetings, on handshakes. Check out the episode as well if it applies to you. What always, always, always works best is if you clarify things from the beginning. An example, if you allow your daughter candy until she's 10, you will find it very hard to ban sugar from the home and create a healthy food routine for her after this age. But if you raise her with a mindset of grabbing fruits, nuts or dates for sweets instead of candy from the beginning on, she will understand the standards you set, at least for the home, and go along with the rules way easier, right? If you present yourself like a person who has high standards and values, collaborators and brands will ask you to partner because they are looking for your range of people and they will automatically pay and treat you according to how you present yourself to them. So the way you brand yourself is the way you set standards to your future projects, to your future clients, to your future networking opportunities. The second way of thinking about honesty is knowledge. Another guideline I'd like to end up with is your understanding of your own skills, knowledge and capabilities. Trust me, we are not perfect. None of us is. But when we want to leave a good impression, we always aim to at least appear to be. Don't. Just don't. Don't try to act that you know it all. Prepare, yes. Gain some more knowledge before you go into a meeting, onto an event, before you meet a potential mentor, before you go to a business meeting. But understand your boundaries of knowledge. We said it before. Your number one rule is to make the person feel important, valued and respected. The person in front of you has to feel like they can be extremely themselves, extremely express themselves and speak for them feel important and need it. That includes that you let them know how much you can learn from them. Don't act dumb, no, but understand that one of the most powerful phrases you can say is, I don't know. Followed by, but I would love to gain your expertise. Could you tell me more about this? Or, I don't know enough about this matter, but I will dig deeper and come back to you on this one. First, it will make the other person feel like an expert in the field. They will tell you what they know, so even when you go back and research yourself on this topic, you know what new things you can bring to the table. Second, it will make the person in front of you see your level of dedication to learn. This is one of the most powerful skills you can have as a human, and that everyone who is genuine and intelligent will value in you more than anything. Your thrive to be a learning machine. If you're interested more into this topic, make sure to check out the podcast on the top skills of successful businesswomen. To sum it all up, first, be genuinely interested and ask questions, genuine questions, deep questions, questions that people in front of you would actually answer you and say, that's actually a good question. Thanks for asking. Second, compliment. Be a good listener and make compliments honest compliments about the strengths, attitudes and behaviors of the people in front of you. Third, 
Have a positive attitude. Smile. Be bright. Create a light in the person's life. Even if it's just for that event. Even if it's just through one sentence. Or through the way you listen and smile at the way the other person talks to you. And lastly, be honest. Be honest with your boundaries and be honest with the level of knowledge. And that you always will thrive to be a learning machine. And the book that we actually talked about today and that will be the discussion book of this week is How to Make Friends and Influence People. It's actually a book that will be always coming with us along the journey across different topics. And if you haven't yet, go on sharediversity.com slash bookshelf. Again, sharediversity.com slash bookshelf. And you will find it there, inshallah. We are talking a lot about these books and what we can learn from them on Instagram, where we can have a real good conversation and discussion, two-way discussion about the books, inshallah. So buy it and join us in the discussions. And now, I would love to hear from you. Which rule can you most identify with and why? And what are the top three skills you think one should have when practicing modest networking? Leave your answers down in the comments. And don't forget, the real deal is going on at sharediversity.com. Jump on the newsletter, comment below this episode and share your diversity with us. If you enjoyed this episode, like and share it with your friends and make sure to rate and review us on iTunes so we can keep creating content that is relevant to you. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum.